Welcome to On The Pace for this Wednesday morning. Brandon Kremberg in the driver's seat for the next couple of days. And we've had some really big announcements over the last 24 hours or so in terms of the Eureka Carnival, which have locked in a couple more runners for what uh, what seems to be just the most fantastic first weekend in September. It already sounds pretty iconic, doesn't it? You know, you've got the, the first Tuesday in November for uh, for the for the gallops, and, and now Harness Racing could have a, uh, a home on the first weekend in September. Just taking our gaze off the Eureka for a moment, uh, we are racing at Bathurst this evening, the first due to go at 10 minutes past five and a really interesting return for better be the best in our fast class race that goes at 10 past seven and uh, of course he's in preparation for the breeders blue series the three-year-old colts and geldings final which is a one hundred thousand dollar co-feature series to be run on the same night as that 2.1 million dollar main event his trial looked absolutely spectacular last monday hard held going 55 and a piece and i'm sure that this is going to be a a huge, really protracted prep for this horse where there'll be several targets likely, including the Victoria Derby or the New South Wales Breeders' Challenge main series at the top of his list. Of course, he was second in that last year and he's back to defend his crown in the blue. No doubt he's short tonight. He's fifteen, but if he gets away cleanly, he'll be something, uh, he'll be something very much, uh, he'll be something very much difficult to chase down to these other runners. But we do have our guest this uh, this morning and of course Aaron Bain and Summit Bloodstock were the latest uh, the latest slot holders to reveal their their entrance into the the uh, I was going to say the Miracle Mile but it's the Eureka for uh, only now 24 days away and Aaron Bain joins us Aaron thanks for being with us this morning and we now know of course that your runner in combination with Summit Bloodstock will be in cipher congratulations on such a wonderful choice and good morning to you yeah, thanks for having us on this morning. Certainly um, an exciting day yesterday to finally reveal our slot runner. Um, there was obviously a lot of negotiations that went into it, some, um, you know, could have beans and, and whatnot, but really happy that we've uh, been able to uh, lock in in Cypher, uh, certainly with that strong SA connection, which we'll no doubt talk about. Absolutely. And, uh, of course, with with being a slot holder, you, you mentioned there are some some negotiations to be had and some wheeling and dealing. Just tell us a little bit about the process for for those who, didn't, you know, maybe aren't sort of, uh, you know, they're not quite up to speed with how how a negotiation with a slot holder works. Just tell us a little bit about the, the mechanics of that before we get into uh, the actual selection of the cipher. Yeah, obviously they build up the Eureka, a brainchild for a few years now, um, sort of come to... Um, fruition some 18 months ago with the announcement of it and then the process to go through and get a slot. We're obviously successful in doing that. Uh, our original pitch to get a slot had um, Charles Oliveri uh, from the UFC coming out to Ambassador Year 1. Unfortunately, not joining us this year, but we will have him uh, have him here in uh, Year 2. Uh, so the or discussions are uh, underway for that. So we're very much looking forward to, to bringing that to fruition and still making it happen for the industry as a whole. But... Uh, Obviously, then, you know, that aside and, and how we market the event and, and the work that goes into it, you've got to be looking at that horse to run for you. Um, obviously, there's sort of three, four standouts this year that are sort of uh, well up in the market and, and uh, you know, um, probably outside Leap to Fame and, you know, the Lost Storm and Catch a Wave, um, you know, probably looks hard to win the race, um, but you've sort of got to find that next best option to strategically, tactically, um, place yourself in a position to... Uh, to, to, to finish as close as you can and give yourself best chance. So, yeah, we spoke about a number of factors. We looked at a number of different horses and 
ultimately, I think for us as well, every state's got a really, really strong representation in the Eureka. SA hadn't had that, our base proudly being South Australia. Uh, that played a big factor in where our final decision was made also. Um, you know, in Cypher, where we've settled, SA bred, SA owned, current track record holder around Globe Derby, um, trained by Emma and Clayton, who we have a very, very strong association with. Um, you know, it was only um, you know natural that we wanted to sort of go that way and really put SA on the uh, on the big stage on that first Saturday in September, like you said. Obviously, uh, you know, you were talking about the uh, the importance of being able to get as close as you can. You've been able to land Luke McCarthy as the chosen driver for in Cipher. You've always you've always spoken about how. South Australia hadn't necessarily had that connection to the Eureka. You now have that. Tell us about what it meant to the connections to have Ensipher being uh, being the slot holder or your your slot selection um, coming up in in less than four weeks. Yeah, no, it was. You know, I think when I or when I did reach out to Tyson Linky, a well known family friend for um, many years now, close associations, and, and uh, when we sort of made that first call, I think it sort of. You could tell the emotion. There was a probably he choked up a little bit on the phone, and Tyson wouldn't mind me saying that. I don't think that that's how much it meant to him and his family. When I first rang him, the line I used was, "I want to race us inside. I want to own Cipher for a night, one night only." And he said, "All right, talk to me." And he thought I had some other concept, and he hadn't even crossed his mind about the Eureka. People had been saying, "Oh, you know, what about the Eureka? What about the Eureka?" But not thinking it was possible. And I think. For him as much to have, and his family to have a runner in the race. Um, they've bred this horse from their property in Kadena. Um, she's sort of worked up there, gone over Emma and Clayton. It's been an absolute sensation. Under their care, we've seen what she's done, the sectional she's run. She's been dominant against her own sex in her own age groups. Um, and I think for him, it's a, as much the, the state, I go back to that state representation, to, to show that South Australia can breed that level of horse, can compete at that level. And She's a horse that's always been driven tough and at the front end. She's going to get that opportunity here to follow a helmet. Um, hope the favourites do a little bit of work and you know, we're striking late. Yeah, she's won 15 from 25 in her career, including wins over Amore Vita, Soho Historia, Tough Tilly. They are all Group 1 winning mares in their own right. On paper, as you say, she comes in as a little bit of a, an underdog, but I think that you know, she gets in so under-noticed. She will, at this stage, take barrier two. Just tell me how that how that plays into your mind. Obviously, the lost storm leaves quickly and, and the likes of Catch a Wave will head forward as well. So you can definitely, you know, see that potentially a, a trail on the lost storm is there for the taking and you'd be able to find a lot worse spots in the race. Yeah, I think, like, barrier two, we're, we're over the moon, we're ecstatic. There's a little bit to play out with the Singo race next Saturday and also... Wayne Lotus slot, which may well go the way of Rip. There's a lot of speculation around that. And does Rip go in and take his spot year one? And then also the Singo. If there's a three-year-old that comes out of the Singo, well, then we probably get bumped to barrier three. Uh, at the moment, as it stands, the Lost Storm is locked in as barrier one, depending on what happens there. And we would be barrier two, so we drop straight on the Lost Storm's helmet. And all of a sudden, you're either leaders back or three fence around Menangle. I'd rather be there than one out three back, one out four back. So I think we're going to get the best run of the race, um, but probably know a lot more in the next 10 days after the Singo where exactly we draw and what's our, um, uh, uh, and what, what our sort of tactics are. Talking to someone like Adam Hamilton, I hold in high regard, you know, the fence is vital in that sort of race for a mare like her. She gets the fence, she's a, you know, she's a place chance. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think I'm right in saying the Derby winner better be the best with with close to the inside as well. So over that 2400, it is a really a really tough uh, tough trip. And you know, if you can get an economical run, it's all the better for you. You've also got some uh, some off track promotional uh, some you know off track promotional stuff that you revealed yesterday on the morning line. Tell us, tell the harness enthusiasts who might not quite be across that what uh, what you've got going on off the track and how can they how they can be a part of it. Yeah, I think as like with, with the Charles thing was very much about the promotion, getting new people uh, to the to the industry, to to the night of the Eureka, and bringing the attention around that. But as much it was, you know, how do we um, publicise this our industry, our sport to the wider community? I think we did that. Um, even though Charles is not coming, we seen the exposure that announcement got. But following on from that, sort of taking a little bit of a detour for twelve months. Um, we sort of got our thinking hats on with uh, Summit Bloodstock, Dake and Jamie and sort of said, well, how do we make this affordable for everyone? And we put a portion of our slot aside to do a little Kosciuszko-type concept. So the mini Eureka slots is what we've called it. It's uh, basically um, $50 buys you 0.015%. It, it is basically the 330000 that is the Eureka slot divided down to an affordable dollar amount. Um, and that's for the three years, the $50 for any mum, dad, brother, sister, punter, football player, mates at the pub, whatever like might be, to make that affordable for everyone. Uh, and, and people that might not have realised they can come on this Eureka journey, it's now about, um, it's, a, it's now a reality. For the smallest $50, you too can own the Eureka slot with us. So that's all on our website, au. You go, it's on the, there's a billboard on the front with the Eureka landing page. It's um, just one click through and you'll see all the details there. Very easy to get in touch with us and Register your interest on that. We've had a lot of uptake already uh, because we have a, a big database of owners that certainly um, you know, like racing horses with us all around Australia. Um, and this is an opportunity to do something a little bit unique, but be part of the world's richest harness race, which, as I go back to saying, we wanted to make that opportunity affordable for absolutely everyone. Yeah, aaronbayracing.com.au is a place to find those, those mini slots. And obviously... Uh, from what I was gathering yesterday in Cypher, is, is going to be the, the horse of the people. And, uh, yeah, obviously, you know, South Australian racing has seen a, a rebound in the last sort of six months. Are you, what's the vibe around the South Australian racing community, given that, you know, potentially better days might be might be on the return? Yeah, full credit on that front to... Um, oh, sorry, and just let me just touch back on that the mini slot thing. So if any, anyone that buys before next Friday, it's on the internet, goes in the draw to win flights, accommodation and two tickets to the United Eureka where we've got the parade ring terrace booked out. Um, so right on the winning post and overlooking the parade ring, um, we've got an exclusive owners area there on the night uh, for this year and the years moving forward. Um, so they'll go in the draw by next Friday, which we're actually going to draw at Globe Derby that Saturday night in um, conjunction with Harness Racing SA, just ensuring the, the whole state and everyone sort of um, here gets behind it and, and really put even Harness Racing SA behind it, given, like you said, these really strong announcements that have come about in the last sort of four to six weeks and full credit to the Harness Racing SA board led by Dean Elliott. He's done a fantastic job um, to uh, sort of revive and give us our chance of survival. And not only have we survived, but uh, we're moving forward uh, when you know other states are somewhat sort of struggling or there's you know, some bad announcements or bad publicity coming there. We're sort of on the front foot and... And uh, I think that's the you know, first of many exciting announcements over the next six or 12 months as we continue to sort of grow forward. So, um, yeah, really, uh, really exciting and certainly a lot of uh, upside to be training in this state at the moment with the, you know, the depth of horses that we're able to bring in also um, across both codes, I might add, 
you know, racing as they've done, similar with the thoroughbreds. So there's certainly a lot of uh, momentum moving forward. I could I could chat to you for hours, Aaron. Obviously, you've got not only just this, uh, just not only in cipher, but uh, you've also got some serious standard breeds of your own in in terms of ownership with uh, with Summit Bloodstock. We've we know that Spirit of St Louis is uh, you know was was good in Queensland. You've got Soho Historia heading the way of the Singo. Any updates on those pair? Yeah, like um, you know, with, with Spirit of St Louis, he's back home with with Luke. He obviously the flagship horse. He, um, he was really good, um, you know, early on in the carnival, and then just sort of um, wasn't 100 percent himself. The, the second one, um, so our story, she was probably lucky not to win in 150 around Albion Park, and probably double her broodmare value. So, um, look, uh, both both horses are certainly very nice to have uh, part of the stable or, or part of our our brand. And uh, Luke and Emma done a fantastic job with both those horses. So, you know, hopefully Soho heads the way to Singo and. You'd like to sort of see her earn a spot, you know, some way in the in the Eureka. It'd be very exciting for us, but uh, nevertheless, she's got the Vic Bread shortly after. You know, she's a she's a um, still got a fair bit of racing left in her, and a very exciting mare under their care. So, um, yeah, those two horses sort of are those pin-up horses for us at the moment. But there's sort of plenty of others putting their hand up to to follow through. Spirit of St Louis, an eight-dollar chance in the Len Smith Mile on. Eureka night, mate. I know just before we go, we love a tip here on the pace. Is there a runner in your team over the next couple of days that you might be able to steer us towards? Yeah, um, probably locally. We've got, we got a good hand going to um, to Globe Derby on Saturday night. Um, probably our, our, our own pin-up horse in Fletch Maguire, but he'll be pretty short. So, um, yeah, look, he's um, you know, he, he's probably one that to just follow of more of interest as he sort of steps his way through the grade. Um, but more excitingly for us, and there'll be a little bit of support for him, we're taking Metro Legend to Mooney Valley on Saturday um, to, to race over there in a benchmark 84-1200. So, um, yeah, there's a few owners going over, and there'll be a little bit of market support, one would think, given the, the sheer number of owners we have in some of these ownership groups. But um, very exciting for our stable to sort of be campaigning another horse to uh, Melbourne. Hopefully this season, you know, on the thoroughbred side, we can uh, tick off a Melbourne winner. Aaron Bain racing, of course, at Mooney Valley and also Fletch Maguire on Globe Derby. I'll see if I can get those out on the socials uh, after after we finish up here. And, of course, as we said, aaronbainracing.com.au if you're interested in any of the uh, the mini slots for the Eureka, now only 24 days' time. And in terms of the fixed odds, there's been some movement around Leap to Fame. He's $2.20 out from even money. Catch a wave, three fifty to $4.00. And in Cypher, the big mover yesterday, $71 into 26. Tim's a trooper has a short as well. And you can find all of those pre-nom markets on tab.com.au. Just coming to hand in the last 15 minutes or so, there was a, a trial at Tabcourt Park, Angle where we saw a couple of horses who may be singo-bound that was run and won. Zeus Bromac was the winner there, but Danger Zone returned a rating around 53 at the trials and Muscle Bart wasn't far behind him. So... They finished third and fourth, respectively. It looks like they're both heading towards the Singo, and it should be a fantastic uh, should be a fantastic race that on the 19th. Aaron, thanks for your time this morning, and uh, look forward to seeing how uh, Encipher fares in the Eureka on the 2nd of September. Yeah, thanks for having us on, and really good for uh, the Eureka as well, the promotion of that, and um, you know, looking forward to uh, the 2nd of September and building on it with the years to come, and hopefully, as I said, bring Charles out or making. Um, that a reality, Charles coming uh, for that illustrious match race with uh, Luke McCarthy next year. So looking forward to it.
and uh, the representative effectively of Team SA joining us there, Aaron Bain. That's all we've got for On The Pace today. We'll be back same time, same place tomorrow with more harness racing news and hopefully a few winners along the way as well.